of all of the big name potential head coaching candidates, which one is the best fit at Auburn? Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy Ferg Friday to all who celebrate. And we're celebrating it today with Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer Ferg, we're all hearing the same names, right? The, I guess there's a big five that's kind of formed, uh, if we want to call it that. And of course, it's all unofficial, right? Like, we don't know. We're all just kind of guessing and kind of piecing rumors together here. But seems like of the main big five of potential Auburn candidates to be Auburn's next head coach uh, over the next few weeks, I guess. Hugh Freeze, in no particular order. Hugh Freeze, Lane Kiffin, Dan Lanning, Deion Sanders, and... We'll put Dave Aranda in there. I've seen his name pop up on a lot of hot boards around the Auburn beat. As far as fit, I think we both agree that fit may be more important than resume. Mm -hmm. Of those five names, who kind of pops in your mind as saying, okay, yeah, I I could see him being a fit at Auburn. In terms of the best fit, I think it has to be Lane Kiffin. And I think that's why Lane Kiffin is the premier guy on a lot of people's list right now, because he's the guy who's done it as an SEC West head coach. Um, you know, I to me, Lane Kiffin represents a lot of what Auburn wants in this hire. Not only is he a sitting SEC West head coach, not only has he been successful, not only does he have uh, the offensive chops, uh, his X's and O's, he's one of the best play callers in college football. Um, it's also the fact that I think Lane kind of embodies a lot of Auburn, like in terms of that attitude of the, you know, maybe irreverent, chaotic. Um, yeah. And, and I just think, We'll see it this weekend. Ole Miss plays Alabama, but like he's got this—he's got this really interesting relationship with with uh, uh, with Nick Saban, where it's like you know he—he's crediting him with like turning his career around and resetting. But then there was the whole thing about him leaving and getting fired after the you know before the you know during the playoff. Uh, and like knowing Lane Kiffin and knowing how he ticks uh, from people that that, that I know yeah. uh, cover Ole Miss, like. He's been sold out these last two weeks and trying to get trying to get Saban on Saturday. So, and I think that attitude and that energy at a place like Auburn would just do wonders. The biggest thing going against the fit of Lane Kiffin as Auburn's next head coach to me is like he's not a big rah rah guy. He's not a big like I never I, I don't know how often he said roll tide when he was at Alabama. I've never heard him say hotty toddy at Ole Miss. I don't know if he's going to be like screaming war eagle uh at at tiger talk you know what i mean and whether it's right or wrong auburn fans care a lot about that um so that may be a strike against them or do you think all that doesn't matter i mean it it may it may like the attitude and the fit like especially if you contrast that with a guy like cadillac you know the way cadillac's (laughs) handling it right Right. now i think i think that's why it's key like if it is lane or whoever it is there's some guys on this staff right now. There's some guys who could also come in for Auburn that are Auburn people through and through, and that can help generate a lot of that uh, for you. But yeah, Lane Lane tweets pretty spicy and and pretty uh, exuberantly. Uh, but yeah, I think he's kind of he's a lot more mild mannered in like a lot of media settings and stuff like that. Now he'll get fired up on the sidelines though. Uh, yeah, he'll, he'll, no, he'll go for after. Sure. He'll go after folks. 
And, and if you win, I don't think people will care, right? Oh, like, no. who cares if you say War Eagle if you're going, you know, ten and two in your first year or something like that? So yeah, I don't, we'll I don't, I don't see, I don't see Nick Saban going doing that <laughs> in Alabama, and they're right. just fine. Yeah, they're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. Yeah, as far as fit, um, I really like the idea of Hugh Freeze. I I haven't really seen his name tied. To, to a whole lot of like mutual conversation. It's right. clear that Hugh wants the job, right? There was that quote going around where it's like, you know, I can, I can do this for other places. You know, I can do this in the SEC. Yeah. And the fact that he was able to do what Auburn couldn't with Liberty's roster, I mean, that's just, he had to be thinking that, right? Like he had to be thinking, okay, Auburn, come and get me. I, I think he wants the job, but I, I just haven't seen that name as much as I really thought I would for. And, and I don't know if he will, really. I'm just, I mean, I'm not ruling anything out at this point. I'm with you. I also, I also know that Auburn's AD was you know, new AD was at Mississippi State during a lot of that stuff with mm. with, with Ole Miss, and Good there point. was a lot of Mississippi State involved in there as well. So that's where I'm kind of like, eh, you know, not not really, yeah, not really connecting a lot of those dots. But again, like I said, I'm not going to rule anything out. 100. I won't rule anything out. Um, I do have questions about kind of the you know how the fan base would react to who frees because of his past because but like we were just talking about with lane kiffin dudes won in the sec west four at the same school i think kiffin's done more uh personally uh yeah. but uh you know for for a guy like freeze i mean it does it does make sense why people are connecting him to the auburn job i do find it interesting though is like no one else is really connecting him anywhere else at this point and maybe it's just because this is the only sec job that's open but yeah, I mean, there were there were Kiff, there were I'm sorry, there were freeze rumors, uh, and and hype and talk two years ago, you know, right. uh, and right. it didn't really come to fruition. And I just, you know, especially with the changing of the guard at Auburn, I just don't know if it's going to happen. But again, like I said, I ain't ruling anything out. It's Auburn. It's a coach and search. Uh, but you know, he is a guy that if you're looking for experience in this league and success in this league, he has done that. Now, there's a whole lot of other stuff that comes with it, but sure. he has done that. Yeah. Is there a dynamic in any of this where it's like, okay, well, we're hearing these five to seven names, right? And you can sprinkle a few more that are kind of going in and out. But it's like, normally it's somebody that we're not really talking about since the very beginning of the search. Do you yep. think that's almost something that you have to consider? It's like, well, we're not hearing freeze. Maybe it is freeze. Sure. Or, you know, we're, we're not hearing so-and-so. Well, it, it may be them. Or we're hearing too much about Dion, so it's probably not Dion. Like, wh what do you think about that? I would count. I would counter and say, like the fact you are hearing freeze, the fact you're hearing Lane, the fact that you're hearing, mm -hmm. uh, you know, some of these guys makes it think like, uh, yeah, you can't, you can't rule out the field. Uh, John Cohen, when he went and got his two head coaches that he hired at Mississippi State, they were, you know, out of left field for 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 a lot of folks. Um, but they were, you know, they were they made sense. Uh. I think he's going to talk to a lot of different guys, and I'm not going to rule out the fact that Auburn may be able to poach a head coach that no one's talking about right now. And I think that's where the Dan Lanning stuff kind of comes into play. I also think that's where Dave Aranda also comes into play, where it's like, okay, sure. these are guys who are awesome defense coordinators in this league. They have yes, gone elsewhere. Good recruiters. Yeah. yeah, they've gone elsewhere and have done well early on as head coaches. You know, what is it going to take? I think it's a little different with a place like, well, I think both of those guys would be tough to pull off one because I don't know what the buyout is at Baylor because Baylor's a private school and they don't have to open that up to anybody. Um, and Oregon, you know, Dan Lanning just got there. Um, and, you know. Don't you don't you get the sense of that money's not really as much of a question? Oh, this go I, around? yeah, I do I'm, agree. I do agree. It, it sounds like they are about to just empty it all out 
they they want to get this right. So I, I don't know how much that even matters, Ferg. And then yeah, I I, I agree with that. Um, I think they are going. Money's not going to be an issue in this, but I do wonder, like, yeah. just I mean, like, what happens? <laughs> what happens if Dave Aranda has like just this obscene buyout, and then you're gonna have to do that on top of like that would be the thing where you're just kind of like, okay, especially if you're comparing it to like a Lane Kiffin or yeah. definitely like a like a, like a Hugh Freeze or some of these guys. Um, and then Dion, I, I just want to say because my lead question in my mailbag on Friday is about Dion Sanders, and it's like I wrote it. As soon as you know Harson was fired, and like this was this was an option that people were talking about, Deion Sanders to me is the ultimate gamble for anybody. Is here like you know the dude's going to be able to recruit. Look what he's done at Jackson State. The resources of a big program. I mean, one thing, but he is hasn't been a coach for a long time. Has been a college coach for only three years, all at the FCS level, and it's, so it's like, can he run a program of this of this level? Can he do? Does he have the X's and O's? Because what John Cohen said on on Tuesday stood out to me, where he was like, "It starts with culture. It starts with X's and O's. It starts with recruiting." So basically, it starts with everything. Um, but like, it's true though. Like, if you're going to compete against the Kirby Smarts and the Nick Sabins of of the world, you can't be a specialist. Like, you can't just be good at one thing. You got to have some of it. And Dion could be that guy. Sure. But it's a, it's a lot bigger of a risk. And so I think when you talk about in terms of fit, I would think Dion would be probably low on that list just because he hasn't done it yet. Now, somebody's going to take that gamble. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's Auburn. I doubt it's going to be Auburn. And it may work out. I think Dion's going to be successful. But I don't know if it necessarily needs to be, hey, you need to come up to a top 15 program in the country to see if it works. Especially, keep in mind, Auburn just is coming off of they went out and got a guy from a lower level with a great resume, and it turned out not to be a fit and turned out not to work out. I think that you have to keep that in mind, especially right. in the in light of the fact that they just poached an SEC West coordinator to come make this hire. It's true. That's true. All right, let's get Ferg's thoughts on Auburn versus Texas A&M and also his thoughts on Auburn basketball, what we've seen so far, what we may see tonight against USF. And also, we'll be joined by Auburn standout cornerback DJ James in just a few moments. Today's show is brought to you by Underdog. Underdog Fantasy is the best way to play daily fantasy or season-long fantasy. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, whatever it is, they have it, both in the college level and the pro ranks. It is a ton of of fun. They've got different ways that you can play. You can create slips where they list, you know, a stat and you predict if it's higher or lower. You list a few of those and obviously the more you have, the more you can make money. They offer free uh free picks all the time. It's a blast. It's an absolute blast. And personally, my favorite is the drafting. The daily drafting is a ton of fun. So, be sure to sign up with our promo code at underdogfantasy.com or their free app. I love their app. It's one of the best designed apps for fantasy sports that I've ever used. Uh, use promo code locked on and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit 100, get 100 free. Are you kidding me? Once again, underdogfantasy.com or the free Underdog Fantasy app. Use promo code locked on. Get in on the college football playoff action today. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer, our guest. Auburn beats Texas A&M and gives Caddy his first win as a head coach if they do what? I think if Auburn's pass rush and run and rushing running game 
the two things that stood out the most to me from the sure. Mississippi State game, if they show up in that same level in their own building, I think Auburn's got a really good chance to win this game. The Texas A&M offensive line gives up more pressure than anybody in the league, including Auburn. Um, you know, they've got a really good running back. And, you know, I think I think it's a situation where in Connor Wagner, they've got a good quarterback, good young quarterback. It's going to be his they first. They really like him. It's going to be his first true road start. And we mm-hmm. have seen in the past some really good quarterbacks come into Jordan-Hare in a night game with a crowd amped up with Derek Call and Colby Wooden, guys like that chasing them down. You got to rattle them. You got to get after it in that in that area. I do think there's some things for AM that give you trouble, much like a good running running back who can make big plays. You got you to gotta step up in that aspect. And then on the flip side, teams that have been able com- to commit to running the ball against Texas A&M have been very successful, especially yeah. the last two weeks. A&M's been banged up. They're not as strong at the line of scrimmage as we thought they were going to be this season and especially uh, as they were at the beginning of the year. Um, Auburn's had three games in a row where they've ran the ball well. Now, they're not playing a murderous row of run defenses. Guess Ooh. what? This one's not a murderous row. This, this is not a good run defense either. So and it seemed like it was. It seemed like it was to at start the At the beginning of the year. year. Yeah, yeah. And, and but, I think injuries have just really ravaged them, and they just – it's just, it's just not playing. They're not playing really well right now. Um, so I think those are the two aspects of this game that you really, really like if you're Auburn. And, and some of the parts of the game where that could go wrong for you or might be you're at a disadvantage, the fact that you are playing at home and it's going to be such an emotionally charged game, I think it's going to give Auburn a, a, a pretty good boost. So, um, yeah, it's just can you do the things you did well at Mississippi State last week? Do that, avoid a slow start. You're going to have a real good chance of winning this game. Yeah, the slow start thing is interesting. I think a lot of that has to do with Robbie. It takes him a few drives to get going, but once he gets going, it's like, man, this could be a really good quarterback. What do you want to see from Robbie specifically on Saturday? I just, I mean, it's the the short to medium range passes has got have they they've got to got to be better. And and is that a touch thing? Is that an accuracy <sighs> thing? Is he panic? What do you think that is? I, I think it's I think it's a just a pure accuracy thing. Honestly, I mean, we yeah. saw him in fall camp. He just wasn't. We said it coming in. He's like, he's the most dynamic of the quarterback options. Mm-hmm. He's a playmaker, but his accuracy, his arm was the most inconsistent. And that, and that, that has shown up. He, he can't throw the deep ball, obviously. The, his ability to run, and I think this staff, this interim staff, like actually running him more as a designed runner is going to be huge for his game. Yeah. But we saw him against Arkansas a couple weeks. Now, Arkansas's pass defense was dreadful. AM's is better than that. But, um, we saw him play a really good game, and we've sure. seen him play a couple of pretty good games at home. Maybe getting back in that environment, less cowbells. Maybe it's not raining, you know, and the ball's not slick. Maybe that'll help out a little bit for him. It's just that, you know, he misses a lot of. I'm not going to call him layups, and I'm not going to call him easy throws because playing quarterbacks really, really hard. Sure. Um, but like, yeah, there are some open guys that he misses, and it's just way too inconsistent. If he just tightens up on some of the ones where you at least say. Okay, that's not a tough throw. That's not a super difficult throw. Yeah. Um, you know he does he does a, I think he does a lot with his legs and a lot a lot with um you know managing pressure that I think can really really help him against an A and M defense that last two weeks at home they have given up a ton um to to South Carolina and Florida. Yeah. You mentioned playing quarterback is tough. Playing quarterback behind this offensive line is even tougher. Makes things much more difficult. Brendan Coffey, we assume, will be the, the right tackle with Troxel being done for the year. How do you think that'll impact things on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, it's it's the thing where, like, Coffey has experience at this point. Where So, um, and by the way, I, I had the set wrong. They played Ole Miss, not South Carolina, two weeks ago. Um, You're good. I just had to correct myself there. Otherwise, it was going to drive me crazy. Uh, I understand. No, uh, but, uh, yeah, the, uh, the thing with Brendan Coffey is he does have some experience. He's got some of that kind of, 
uh, you know, run blocking ability that I think he'll be able to replace some of that. It's just pass pro, and it's like Auburn's pass pro has just not been good. A and M still got dudes that are talented up front, and like you know, winning matchups and getting those opportunities. Um, you know, I, I think that's the thing with Auburn's offensive line at this point. They have had some consistency here the last few weeks running the ball. Pass pro is still just way too up and down. Um, so I, I don't expect to see a ton of a difference because it's not like you're putting in somebody who's never done it before, right? Sure. I think I think it is, this line is what it is at this point, and we'll see. I think it's just the key for coffee is just going to be, A, do your job, and B, um, try to win as many of those one-on-ones as possible on the on the perimeter uh, with, with your pa- pass pro and um, you know kind of keep it going, keep it moving for Auburn. Yeah, DJ James coming up in just a moment. Ferg, what uh, what stands out to you other than an effective shooting so far with the exhibition game and the uh the, the opener earlier this week about this Auburn basketball team? That defense is nasty. It's awesome. I mean, this is yeah. going to be a defense that has the potential to be really really good. Um, shooting comes and goes. Shooting can get hot. Shooting can get cold. Now, I do think Auburn's got work to do to get to be in an average three point shooting team. Obviously. But that's, that has the most variance usually at the beginning of the season. For a team to look that good on defense from game one with new pieces, man. I mean, like, and, and George Mason was very efficient last season sure. as, as a team shooting the ball. They do play slow, but like, they don't turn the ball over and they don't shoot as poorly as they, as they did against Auburn. I mean, they like, were an older team, weren't they? Didn't I re- I started remember that five from seniors. You. Started five seniors. Okay. In, yeah. In I that probably game. read that from you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you took out Josh Adura, their best player, pretty much out of the game plan early. Like, that was. That was huge for Auburn, huge, huge, mm-hmm. huge for Auburn. I thought, you know, even the guys who didn't shoot well, like you can see Katie Johnson and Alan Flanagan and some of those guys who didn't have great shoot, go watch those guys play defense in that game. They were they were taking them out. So the defense getting off to a great start. I think Auburn's going to have a lot of work to do to get their offensive bugs sorted, to get the shooting going. But the good thing is, is they get four games at home before they go to Cancun. They can work a lot of that out. And it's like yeah. deep, that defense, extra opportunities for them because of their great defensive rebounding and also on the flip side, their own good offensive rebounding and force on all those turnovers, a lot of one and done possessions. Yeah. I mean, like it doesn't matter if you're not very efficient at, at shooting, if you're getting a lot more possessions than the other team. And that's what right. that defense got them uh, you know, on Saturday or sorry, on Monday. And I think that's what they'll do on Friday. Right. USF does not appear to be very good. They're not projected to be very good. Ken Palm does not like them. What no. are you expecting? Uh, what are you expecting Friday night? Well, a lot of people will remember last year when Auburn went to Amali Arena uh, last season uh, against USF and mm-hmm. Auburn won a rock fight. Um, could be a rock fight again in this one if Auburn doesn't shoot well. But, uh, yeah, this USF team lost to a uh, Southeast, Southeast Missouri State team on opening night that was projected to be in the 300s on Kempom. Not wow. great. They shot very poorly. This was one of the worst shooting teams in college basketball last season. They had a couple new transfers that in game one didn't look like they made a ton of difference uh, shooting the ball for them. Um. Yeah, this is this is gonna be a step back in terms of, you know, quality opponent quality from that George Mason game. Um, it's just gonna be a matter of, like I, I think Auburn that defense against a very inefficient offense could get ugly. What what makes this game what's really gonna define this game is just how well Auburn shoots the ball. Uh, South Florida is going to pack in their defense a lot. Um, it's what they did last year. They're gonna they're gonna let the other team take a lot of open shots. Uh, or you know perimeter shots because you know they really sell out to trying to to defend the rim um it's just a matter if you hit them or not last year auburn got a lot of open shot opportunities against south florida didn't hit them at home can you do that if you can you might blow the doors off this team yeah ferg how can people check out everything you got going on bud yeah auburnobserver.com a whole lot 
their mailbag out today uh, preview podcast where we tackled a lot of these of these topics. Basketball coverage, football coverage all throughout the weekend. AuburnObserver.com, $60 a month or $60 a year. All the stuff we do, newsletters or podcasts, gets sent straight to your email inbox. And there's something pretty much every day or multiple somethings every day the way things are going right now here. Yeah, it, it's a great read, worth every penny. Be sure to check that out, AuburnObserver.com. Our conversation with DJ James, Auburn cornerback, in just a moment. But look, you talk about DJ James, you think great defense. Well, the best defense out there, uh, you need to defend your home. And the best defense to do that is with Simply Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. We use Simply Safe. We trust it with our home, and we strongly advise that you do that as well. My wife made the comment the other day, her peace of mind uh, is outstanding right now, and a lot of that has to do with Simply Safe. Highly, highly recommended. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. It's the only one I have. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system. SimplySafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Joining us now here on Locked on Auburn, Auburn cornerback DJ James. Man, how has this first year at Auburn been treating you so far? Um, it's been great. Just taking in my new teammates, fans has been great. Um, just good energy all around. Um, great family vibe here. I love it. It's interesting. I mean, you and uh, two other former Oregon players all kind of came over at the at the same time. That's a little um, it's a little cool uh, with you coming over with Jason and Robbie. What was your relationship like with them at Oregon, and what is it like with them now? Um, we. All had already had a relationship at Oregon. We all talked with each other at Oregon as well. But coming back here, we all then got closer being back at home with each other. Yeah. Yeah. What's it what does that transition look like from Pac twelve to, to the SEC? Um, it's different. Um players bigger, um, stronger players, um, a little bit different game speed. Um, I had to get adjusted to it, but it's fun. I love the SEC. It's a fun game, week in, week out. Right. So your your role seems to be getting bigger and bigger as the season's gone on. I mean, it sounds like in, in preseason practice, it was kind of Nehemiah and Jalen, and then you kind of rotating in, and then your your ascendance has been been pretty crazy. I mean, it, it appears that you're the number one corner on this roster now. What what does that look like from your point of view? Um, we all, I feel like we all top dogs in our position. Right? Yeah. We all compete each and every day. Um, shout out to my guys. They push me each and every day to get better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just taking on the role, um, just doing what I have to do for my teammates and for my coaches as well. Sure. What's that like coming into a, to a new situation, you know, transferring across the country, um, to, to, to Auburn and, you kind of picked a, a team that already had a, a loaded position group at your position. You don't really see that a whole lot in the transfer portal. What what all has that been like, your journey to, to Auburn and now to, to being a starter in your first year here? Um, it was great. Um, I just want to – I 
thank my coaches and my teammates. They push, they push me each and every day to be in the position I am right now. And I just want to thank them. Um, yeah, they just pushed me to be in the position I am now. And just leaving Oregon and coming here, it was a transition for me, just being with a new environment, being with new teammates, new coaches. But they, they brought me in like family, and it's just been tight ever since. Is the food better here? I've been told that the food is a lot better here than in Oregon. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. In my opinion, that's true. But I'm from Alabama. so Yeah, sure. Right. What is your favorite restaurant in town, you think, DJ? I'm putting you on the spot here. Uh, for me, I got to go Fusaki's. Really? Yeah. Okay. Are you a big chicken finger person? Yeah, and Fusaki's um, originated. It's from Mobile. It's yeah. Mobile spot. So, yeah, I got to go Fusaki's. Okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. Give me your top three chicken finger places. Fusaki's is one, sounds like. Who do you think's trailing them? Um, Kane's. Really? I don't I don't think I've ever actually had their chicken before. Really good chicken. I'm missing Tim. out. They got okay. really good chicken too. All right, give me another top tier chicken. Um, you gotta go Chick-fil-A. Okay. That's safe. That's safe. I, yeah. respect <laughs> I respect that. All right. So it seems like you guys were a lot more aggressive against Mississippi State. Was that a was that a game plan thing as far as lining up closer to the line of scrimmage, or was that more of a just change in scheme and mentality with, with the coaching changes? Um, we just we just played our game. Um, we went with the game plan our coaches had us do the whole week, and we just went in halftime. We talked about it, and then we just came out after halftime and just did it. Listen to the coaches. Um, they made some changes, and we just went with. It. Do you feel more comfortable close to the line of scrimmage where you can kind of get a hand on an opposing receiver, rough them up a little bit, or do you like playing off ball a little? Um, I like both. I'm a, I'm a guy. <laughs> per that, yeah. Perfect answer. Yeah, I love both. I love both. But at times, it's best to get on the line, and at other times, it's best to get off the line. But with our D-line, I, like I like to get mostly up. Yeah, that makes sense. As far as uh, prepping for Texas A&M this weekend, what stands out about their offense that you guys kind of put together a game plan? Um, just overall skill wise, they got skilled players everywhere. Um, mm -hmm. good running back, good receivers. So we're going to have the game plan good for them, but I know our coaches have us ready for them. Sure. Tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about on to victory. I mean, it sounds like they've done such a great job of partnering with Auburn athletes to really help their college experience be even better. Oh, on the victory. Great. Um, yeah. Shout out to On the Victory. They make sure each and every one of their players are good to go. Um yeah, I just want to give a major shout out to On the Victory. One hundred percent. If you're watching or listening, head to ontovictory.com. They have they're doing their rollout now where you can sign up and give at different levels to to help support Auburn athletes like DJ and others. DJ, I got a few listener questions. Are you are you okay if I ask you a few? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, the first person asked, why is DJ James so nice? What are your thoughts on that? Um, just my upbringing, um, okay. both of my parents being with me, um, just guiding me along my, my journey. So I just, I'm blessed to have both parents in my life. So. Yep. That was from uh Draco bacon asked, we need to know what you think about the Oregon trade. 
there's a big thing. I don't know if you've seen this, but there's this big thing that happened amongst the Auburn fan base where we all act like Auburn traded away Bo Nix and got you, Robbie, and Jason in return. Do you think we won that trade? Um, was it a trade? That's the thing. <laughs> no, we're we're just all acting like it's a funny. Oh, thing. um, I think it was a win-win for both schools. I, I I'm not gonna miss yeah. and say we won the trade or we lost the trade. I want to say both schools both got great athletes. So. All right, Savas says if I was to buy DJ James's jersey, would he prefer his actual name or does he have a nickname? Um, DJ James. <laughs> that's, do, that's do, you, do you have a nickname? Do they call you anything? No, just DJ. Gotcha. Few few people have asked about um, comparing you to to Roger McCreary. Obviously, he, he got his first pick this past weekend. Congrats to him. Um, do, do you see any similarities between uh, between you and Roger? Yeah, actually, um, I I watch Roger film. That's who I that's who I watch since I came in. I like to like I like to watch him when. We playing a certain team. I like to see what he was doing. So that's the guy that I like to watch, and I still watch as he played last night as well. DJ, I don't want you to think I'm weird, but I have a can of Rogers beans right here. So I think it's important. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, what in the world? What did I sign up for? Um, No, man, I I think that's awesome. I think it's awesome. And several people asked about the transition from the Pac-12 to the SEC. So that's awesome. What is your, from your point of view, what has the difference been in kind of the team's preparation and the team's morale from, I guess, two weeks ago to to this past week with with Carnell taking over for for Coach Harson. Um, basically, we're basically mostly on the same schedule. There's some changes um that they felt like was better for us. Um, but for us preparation wise, we're still doing the same prep as we were doing before. Um, some probably a couple more like just. Mean as more as a team, um, but other than that, we're still prepping the same way. Sure, sure. Well, DJ, I really appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much, and uh, hopefully, we do this again soon. Best of luck to you this weekend. Thank you. Thank you so much to DJ James and Justin Ferguson for joining us today. We'll be back on Sunday morning. This has been Locked On Auburn.